Hello everyone, I am Stephen Drew from the Architecture Social. It's a fantastic, never rainy day, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel because I am here today with a fantastic guest that I have met online, met online during the pandemic. So there's always, it's always a good time to meet new people, to to explore the architecture world. So Lisa, Lisa Rains from Pride Road Architects. How are you today? Hello, good afternoon. You're so cheery. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> we got it. We got it. It's it's, some, it's like it was a nightmare before, and now yes. we're at the end of it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. See light. Yes, hopefully. there is. <laughs> but we are with we we're online friends, aren't we? We are online friends. We're not nice. Real life. I'm sure we will meet at some point. At I mean, some and point we will. Hopefully we will, and that's the exist below the head girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, we're just kind of like virtual <laughs> online people. No, we are real people, and we've got the video here, so we can put the video out. People can look at our rooms as well. But more important, talking about physicality. So you run an architectural practice called um, Pride Road Architects. Now I'd love to go into that, and so what I think would be awesome is if you can briefly let us know about what that is. And then what I'd love to do is talk about how you got there. What yep. makes Lisa, Lisa? And then we can expand upon how that goes into Pride Road. Okay, so uh, Pride Road is an architectural practice franchise. Business, mm. franchise yeah. architecture. Um, so uh, a franchise business, uh, we've all heard of franchises. Usually they're associated with um, fast food. So yeah. like McDonald's and Subway or um, sort of weird high street stores like, what was it, CX? CEX, CX, yeah. Yeah, you've, I know you've got a story about that, Steve. Yeah. Um, so for me, I set up, I, I've set up a, an architectural practice franchise. There are other professional services that franchise as well. So like ta tax assist accountants are a franchise. Uh, there are legal, is it Legal Express, I think, as a franchise business. There's wow. bookkeepers, there's will writers. Um, basically, any industry you can think of, there's a franchise business there. And, and what a franchise does is it offers a, uh, a brand um, and systems for you to work under. So we've set up Pride Road as a franchise. So if you wanted, um, if you're an architect over across the UK and you wanted to join Pride Road um, after sort of like a, a lot of due diligence and getting to know each other, um, you could sort of practice as an architect under the Pride Road banner. So you would say be Stephen Drew Architects Limited trading as Pride Road. Where are you in the country? I'm in London. So I'd have the whole of London on no, your you map. <laughs> Whereabouts in London? South East, South East, yeah. South East. Lew Where's your local town? Luton. Lewisham. Lewisham. So you might be Pride Road Lewisham or what Lewisham. what um county are you in? Yeah, Lewisham's Lewisham's a county, yeah. So I'm oh, sure okay. I'm sure I could twist your arm and get a few more counties though, maybe. Mm. Do you think? Um, well not necessarily London's pretty uh, big. I'll take yeah, Lewisham. So our territories are quite specific. 
Um, they are 70,000 owner-occupier homes within a 20-minute travel radius. Mm. So in London, um, territory territory geographical sizes are smaller as they are than they are kind of up north or, you know, in the sticks. Yeah. Which makes well, sense. Uh, We've still got the same amount of people. Sorry, completely digressed. I love it. So <laughs> I now we fully understand the geographical map of, of franchising. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. what's important to get across is so that is innovative because as you said, I never heard of an architectural franchise before. Mm-hmm. But it's still very much the best aspects of an architectural practice with this new innovation. But surely you will do a lot of, what kind of projects do you work on? Do you work in residential schemes? And where does a lot of that come from? Is it stuff that you've done in practice before? Or what kind of is the DNA of Pride Road? So we, um, we're very targeted, we're very niche. So we um, just do domestic residential so that's homeowners and relatively small scale so between say 20,000 and say two quarter of a million right interesting so if, if you talk to other practices who are doing mm. resi they try and get yeah. everything over quarter of a million whereas we specialize in the mass market stuff it's a massive sector it's a so- massive sector and it's hugely underserved yeah. Um, so uh, it's easy to make a difference being um, being a trusted architect. So what I'm curious about, so we know you've got this in place. It works well. You've got one or two franchisees. They're doing really well. We can go into that in a bit. But what kind of, what I'm interested in is what got you to be like, why is there no franchise model in architecture? And what kind of give you the courage to set up Pride Road as a franchise? So um, I guess it goes back to what I'm passionate about. Um, I'm an architect, passionate about architecture, a chartered architect, so member of the RIBA. I've been involved in the RIBA at a national council level. Um, I've been involved in women in property as well as a regional chair. Um, and there is there's a, a disparity um, between genders. So right. you know, going into architecture, um, you know, there used to be a 50-50 split between men and women. Coming out the other end, it used to be, uh, I think it was 25% ARB, uh, members were female, 17.5% of chartered architects were female. I mean, the figures were back in 2017, and I've not re-looked at it. I think it increased more recently. It's probably drop, dropping now in the recession. Um, so, But then, as you get higher up in, um, in practice, women just fall off a cliff. Um, and so I, I've had my career's ups and downs um, and certainly when having a family, my career kind of st- uh, took a bit of a nosedive. Yeah. Once I'd set up Pride Road and having been really niche about working with homeowners, really niche on my sector, um, I then systemised everything and ran it as a business, you know, it's an architectural practice. It had to make money. I ran it as a business, systemized everything. Um, 
and then realised that there was a gap in the market for a, a, a functioning business of architecture that actually worked with the family. So it's a flexible solution. You know, you can have a family, have other interests, have a life and still practice as an architect. Um, mm. And so I just put two and two together and just went, I found a solution. There's a problem in the industry. And there's been so much talk about gender disparity in the industry and inclusivity and diversity. Um, and actually, Pride Road does something about it. Yeah, I like that because I think it transcends even gender. It's more about, I think, giving opportunities to talented people from whatever background, from whatever situation mm-hmm. to actually... Uh, you can set up a business and make it a profit. So mm-hmm. what, where I find it is quite interesting is that you're basically part of a family with mm-hmm. your own spin on things. And so mm-hmm. you talked about it from a geographical standpoint. And that makes sense because that's more you're, you're helping people in the area build beautiful projects in the area you know. So I like that. But what's really interesting, and let's talk about it because you mentioned as well, and I think this happens a lot is that talented architects and a really good example as you said is you were a mother right people's careers get (laughs) yeah you still are oh yeah that's true but when you were a newly mother correction yeah yeah you know when you're a newly mother basically you've got to take time off with your kid it's a great Mm -hmm. time it's a you know it's an enriching time but you're right a lot of female architects their careers are put on hold for like two to three years it literally Mm -hmm. can be like that and that's why i think one of the main contributors to the gender pay gap because obviously male counterparts even the same talent will have done them three years and it's definitely a problem but and and, and women tend to lose confidence whilst they're out as well yeah and i've seen it and confidence dropped i mean i i I remember after my second, first wasn't so bad. I just kind of went back in. The economy was buoyant, you know, carried on. Second child, I kind of lost my nerve a bit, started to see associates being promoted above me. Um, And so I found, I think I found a return to work course that the RIBA were putting on. Okay. So um, needed felt I felt like I needed to do that to boost my confidence whether I did or not I don't know but that's you know I certainly felt like I needed to do something so definitely there's a confidence issue going back in yeah I've, I've seen it a lot in terms of recruitment where you get amazing talented um, you know it can be either single mothers or mothers that are taking time out to look after their family and you're right it's a massive confidence thing mm-hmm. and um, it's kind of it's not a nice. It's not a nice feeling, I'd imagine, as well, isn't it? When you you've had a great career, you've you've you, you've got a family, which is a blessing, and now it's almost like, in terms of um, traditional architecture practice, going actual back is it's a really difficult uphill task. So, mm-hmm. what I quite like bringing that back to the franchise model is that there's an element of flexibility with the franchise model, which I quite like. So, I mean, I've run my own recruitment business before. It's incredibly stressful kind of setting up accountants. It's incredibly daunting doing all the finance if you'd never had to. And what's quite nice is you can offload that. But how it would work then, I'm imagining, just to kind of break it down, is that um, on one hand, so there's, they would, I imagine, how does it work in franchising? Is there an ongo- Is there a little cost there, which is... So um, you would uh, pay um, to buy the licence to practice at yep. Pride Road, Lewisham. So you'd pay 
£10,000 for the trademark and the licences and the rights to practice for five years. Okay, cool. But the important thing to mention here is here, though, that Lisa, while you pay that, the the advantage is is that you, in theory, take away from the architect all the stuff which is normally would get in the way of building yes. architecture. So, absolutely. So for that, we provide uh, training, but also the initial setup. So. The website, the SEO, the social media platforms, the business <laughs> cards, the templates, the graphics, the di- the logo design. Yeah. <gasps> um, That's a lot to begin with. And so that's yeah. even just getting it out. And then I'm the sure you've got... The portfolio, um, yeah. the web content, SEO, I might have said that already. Um, <laughs> the, you know, fee proposals... Yeah. briefing automations it's basically all the stuff yeah that you need to get someone looking for an architect in lewisham that pushes those clients towards you yeah them. and it's not even just the the tick box really it's also i imagine because you're you've set up your own business and you've made a lot of mistakes you've done things right and then you learn from that and i suppose about every franchisee they almost need like i, I want to say like it's almost like your big sister in one way as well isn't it when things go wrong you go mm-hmm. right we'll work it out together yeah. and kind of go for Absolutely. them well um like covid um so laura who is joining you next week on the podcast mm-hmm. um set up um two months before covid hit oh wow um and so once covid hit you know i i knew that i had to completely restructure everything yeah otherwise you know there was me and magda's and laura's livelihoods was about to go down the pan so Mm. we i pivoted the business in a week so going from face-to-face meetings to working online so I was fortunate to have some I'd, I'd done a Skype kind of meeting with a client beforehand um, and I had a client, you know, I had some clients set up in my in, in my calendar. Mm. So I just said, right, I'll trial it. Let's do it. Let's do this online. Um, and I got um, my colleague, my, my son, to um, film it the whole thing with the Mm. client's consent and then we unpicked it and worked out what worked what didn't work right what's the procedure what you know what cameras to use what software to use how to talk to people online how to draw on you know what Mm. see tied to the back of the off you know and then just turned it literally within a week into a procedure this is how we work online but then also turn that into a form of marketing. So, you know, within the following week, we had a piece of marketing ready to go. So we're architects, we're working online. This is how we're doing it. Here's a clip of a client saying how wonderful you are. Go. So, you know, that's the power of a a franchise. You've got, you know, that sort of protection. Um, Someone who knows how to... Uh, who's media savvy, marketing savvy, climates, you know, who can just pin, turn, pivot 
um, move. Yeah. And, and then we talk to each other, you know. I- yeah, I think it's to me it makes a lot of sense, and I think especially when you go on it alone in business, it can be quite a bit of um, it can be it can be a bit of an overwhelming thing. But what's really important to mention is that franchising, I can see, is really useful for a lot of people. But there's there's certain people, I guess, in life that are gonna love it, and mm-hmm. I'm sure as well some people naturally lend themselves to actually still work in an architectural practice. Not everyone. There's two things. So this is the distinction is franchising, but there's also running your own business. So let's peel it back one second. And what, because you are now run your own business. Mm-hmm. It's tricky. It's not for everyone. Some people do it well. Some people don't. So what type of personality do you think would thrive doing their own business and setting up as part of the franchise compared to perhaps people that are more suited to a traditional role in architecture? Oh, <laughs> that's a question. Um, I think if you've got an entrepreneurial spirit and you want to be able to control your time mm. and want to be able to control the work that you do yeah, and dictate your time, then set, you know, setting up your own business is the way to go because you are in control. You know, you can say, no, I'm not working, you know, on Tuesday afternoons because that's, you know, I have to go and collect child from school or, you know, we've got this. You know, you you can set your own uh, timescales. It's not, right, you must come into the office between nine and five or you must be logged Mm. in the whole time. Um, And also, you know, you're not um, doing... uh, As architects within Pride Road, we don't do CAD. Ah, that's kind of yeah. cool. We there do, you go. Hand, we do hand drawings. So you're quite, wow, you're quite, you're quite liberal in certain ways, aren't you? You're like, hey, as long as it works, everyone's happy. Yeah, uh, I mean, we, we have support from a back office system with technicians who do CAD up our work. Right, wow. But as architects, we, we're client facing and we hand draw. Wow. That is so cool. So the computer that I'm talking to you on is just a a little MacBook Air and I don't have Revit or AutoCAD on it. I do not have big programs. Well, this is the kind of thing of, obviously, there's a lot of (laughs) candidates out there, candidates, architects, people who are applying for jobs that are used Mm -hmm. to seeing Revit. And what I quite like here is that you're saying, this is how we've done a business. I've made a profit. I know how to do that. Mm-hmm. I know how to turn a profit. We don't need to just get, you know, pay all a desk or license for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. it. Really, what it comes down to, I'd imagine, is if the client is happy and the word of mouth and return work. And that's one of the, I guess, advantages of the Pride Road branding. Mm-hmm. So how? tell me in a bit of fun, let's talk a bit of fun. So we talked a bit about the geographic location. We talked about the type of person that would be interested in that. Tell me some fun things about Pride Road, like little gems that you've enjoyed <laughs> along the way. I'd love to know. Oh, I love just creating stuff. Um, mm. You know, I'm constantly making stuff and then sending it down to... Uh, to my franchisees so during lockdown i got a little bit lego obsessed and then i made made some lego models um you've probably seen them on my social media picture Uh, 
Do you want me to show you? Yeah, go get out. Go get out. Because I've seen your umbrella. That was cool. I want one of them. Yeah, I saw my umbrella. That's so cool. So this might not work for podcasts. So you're going to have to describe this. Well, if we do the video, we can say you can go to the YouTube, isn't it, Lisa? And check it out. Yeah. Okay. So in Lego. So first of all, um, I started off by, you know, buying one of those kind of kits. Like the Lego creative kit. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, looking oh, at the house. Oh, yeah. So I just built their standard thing. But then once I did that, I was like, oh. <laughs> um, uh, so I built this. I love this. Okay. Check it out. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. This is a pair of semi-detached houses. So we do a lot of 1930s houses. Okay, and we use this as a tool to um, show our clients. Let's have a little road sign in the front. <laughs> it's brilliant. <laughs> I've lost the second post. Oh no, <laughs> it's all right. Looks um, good. Okay, so we've got a pair of semis, just dead simple. That's a gable, uh, yeah. a gable roof. That's a hipped roof. So it's just really ish, easy visual guide to show clients that works on on Zoom, so you can see instantly the difference to explain terms. Because with clients, um, you know, um, they're laymen; they don't know anything about building. No. Uh, so common things that we do are two stories extensions to the side, okay? Yeah. And so there's a two story <laughs> extension to the side. And again, this explains the terracing, um, the terracing idea. Yeah, love it. So, you know, if you had two semis next to each other, sort of non-adjoining, and both houses had two, Flush two two story extensions. Um, they would join up the street scene and turn it into terraces. Yeah, cool. So it breaks the um, breaks the the street scene. So it's a planning policy, but it's also sort of uh, good architectural design to step it back. Hmm. Um, and then we can start to talk about having subservient roots, roofs. So that steps down the roof. That's a way yeah. to do it with the hipped. Uh, or if you've got a gable, I've got a roof in here. That has, there you go. And so I've got, that's the Lego model. Um, I've got oh, many wow. more bits that show different concepts i've got a terrace house built so we can talk around kind of infills and party walls and and it you can just get ideas over to clients like that it's so interesting it's um what i quite like lisa is that you literally have teared up the rule book so your, your practice is a franchisee, which is the first one I've ever heard in architecture practice. We're not mm -hmm. using Revit. We're using a little bit of AutoCAD. We're using Lego and we're <laughs> using hand drawing. But hey, if it works, it works. What's, what's the saying? 
It's like, if it's not broke, don't fix it. That's amazing. Absolutely. And, you know, turning over a, he um, a healthy profit. So, From our software licenses and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And no, well, that's interesting. Turning over a healthy profit. So it's a profitable business. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. So, but actually, you kind of... So, one of the things is, so surely you're... What's quite nice about this, so you have control of two aspects of it. So, you're bringing in work. Obviously, clients are like, and the Lego's engaged, and you're explaining your product, which is amazing. You've got clients that are coming in, which is awesome. People are receptive to the Pride Rome brand. But what I like there is that... You also have a bit of control in terms of how you set up the business to cut maybe the costs which before are not needed. So Revit licenses are expensive, so they're mm -hmm. gone. AutoCAD yep. you can just use on an ad hoc basis. Yep. So accountants you can they can be remote. So once you've got all the structure and mm -hmm. like websites, it's expensive as the first website, but the second website is cheaper, right? So you're kind yeah, of well, you, uh, what we've got. So I know you're going down one train of thought, but um, what. We've got the, our website's incredibly deep. Um, so mm. I'm not sure how many pages we've got on it at the moment. Last count, it was about 300. Right, okay. So if you came on, um, you would have a landing page within the website. So, you know, Pride Road, um, Lewisham. Um, so you would have that website, but within that well-regarded website. So Google's like going, oh, hello, who's this new person? Let's link, link, link. And then, you know, you've got all the backlinks within the our successful SEO'd website. And it's all about the Google rankings. Yeah. So people can basically piggyback on already what you built up, basically. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, and so that's much better. Uh, no, it's cool. I, I like it. So it, it makes a lot of sense. What I was, what what was interesting to me though, where I was getting at, is that through your experience, what's quite nice is you can say like, this is not needed, and this is where we should focus. And so, mm -hmm. in terms of what is what's interesting about the franchise, so that basically people can plug into play and what they you built up. They go, if so if someone's not interested in finding the account and setting up a website, doing the branding, if you someone just basically one is a, at their core a good architect and can, um, I guess client facing is an important aspect of it. But if someone's confident enough to go out and speak to people and they like doing good architecture, basically the rest is a plug and play package, right? That's you can. Right. Yeah, you just... and we also provide the coaching. So if they're not comfortable going out to speak to clients, we help support that and develop those skills as well. Oh wow, you do everything. So the only the only catch is you need to be first on the geographical locations before it's gone. Yes, and an that is true. That is I the one catch. And a UK registered architect. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, cool. But there's it's true because so there's there's an opportunity here. But on one hand you're excited to get it going we've proven it works with two um with, with your two franchisees and you're mm -hmm. yourself so effectively yep. there's we got three mm -hmm. regions as well so in one sense and you're also as you said you wouldn't let me have any more than lewisham so you're very fair in your geographical <laughs> locations but that's true you can't have that's the one thing with franchisee model you've got to be fair with remit isn't it because otherwise mm -hmm. two people in brighton or something it's not fair because then you're diluting the mm -hmm. amount of scope so if so two people in brighton next to each other in adjacent territories that works really well too 
Okay, cool. So as long as you know, there's an overlap. Yeah. Right. So what I'm interested to know is how do, so where, what's your plans for the next year? Um, so we want to be recruiting three franchisees over the next year. Okay, cool. Uh, oh. So we are, yeah, grow. <laughs> You're going to grow. So we're going to grow. Yeah. Work's doing well. And, and one of the reasons you want to grow is because obviously the, it's great to see Pride go bigger, but surely there must be demand there, right? So, and you mentioned dormant houses from the 1930s and, and building mm-hmm. out these opportunities. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts on the lay of the land? You want to grow because there's so much there to do or people are busy right now or yeah, people are looking I, for offices? We're busy. Um, so... Uh, Pride Road, we've got a steady stream of clients. Mm. We've actually grown during lockdown uh, in terms of our turnover. Um, So, you know, everyone's like, they've not, you know, they've saved up money because they've not been traveling, they've not gone on holiday, they've been stuck in their homes um, and they want to change their spaces and extend. So, you know, there is client demand. We've got a, you know, a website. I'm kind of constantly getting inquiries in from London and Sheffield and Birmingham and sort of like across the UK, but we haven't got any franchisees to serve them yet. So we have to uh, either work remotely, which doesn't fit that well with us, or say thank you, but no thank you. So we've got have demand. Makes sense. So you need... need um, exciting people who are excited for the opportunity you're open-minded to anyone from any background you'd mm-hmm. love for people to get in contact um, absolutely open conversation so in terms to find you so we're going to list you on the architecture social we'll have all that there you yep you're absolutely you're part of the directory of practices which we're building out which is so important but they can also contact you directly as well and you are a mover and shaker lisa you're in clubhouse you're on linkedin where does where do people find you to have a conversation uh well you could just email me on lisa at prideroad.co.uk amazing that, or you know if you find me on clubhouse as lisa rains and just send me a dm um linkedin send me a message mm. all, all social media platforms <laughs> i love it and so before you go you mentioned clubhouse as well i'd yeah. love to you you've obviously care so much about pride road it really transcends it really really does and uh, apart from that though i'd love to know what you were up to lisa at the moment so you are officially the mover and shaker of clubhouse what else are you <laughs> what are well, you I up to you wrong, didn't i you did yeah you did uh-huh. you you mentioned you 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 were like steve you need to get on in uh, and i was like all right lisa you're right i i will join and uh so thank you for that i really appreciate <laughs> it thank you <laughs> he says rolling his eyes it's uh, clubhouse is cool I, no, I got a room this morning, um, a sort of setting up a pra- uh, setting up an architect's practice, and I got an amazing conversation going with with um, sort of nearly qualified architects who were keen to know about setting a practice. I mean, it's just build it and and it will happen. It's brilliant. Well, yeah, well, I, what I'm impressed with, I do think you're a disruptor in the best way. I think that the Pride Road really opens the door for many people that couldn't... AJ100 AJ dis- disruptor, thank you very much. 
Are you? Are you in the AJ100 now? Or are you just you, you blowing it up? Disruptor list. Really? You're mm-hmm. a disruptor. Ah, you don't need a list. We know you're a mover and shaker disruptor, Lisa. <laughs> you transcend no bounds. So I think it's an amazing practice which really liberates people who, you know, because I think a sitting in an architectural practice can be overwhelming for a lot of people, and doing it on your own is definitely um, an uphill task. But uh, Pride Road makes it a bit easier. So thank you so much, Lisa. People can get in contact with you. Check out Pride Road Architects. Google it online. Check it out on the Architecture Social and drop Lisa a message. Thank you, Lisa. Thanks for having me. Of course. I will end the podcast now. Great.